We're talking about roles and responsibilities in marriage in this two-part discussion on how to be effective in your role as a husband or wife. You're listening to part two of our discussion, where we will unpack a few more practical ideas on how to align yourself well in your marriage so you'll get to enjoy marriage the way it was designed to flourish. If you missed part one of our conversation, do go back and listen to that one before you dive into today's discussion. I'm Vaynar Jacobs, and you're listening to the Family Life New Zealand podcast. Enjoy. We're talking about the role of husband and wife in relationship as it relates to, I guess, the design and the the, the idea that God had in mind when he, when he created us, right? That's what, that's what we believe. Mm. We were created with a purpose, with distinct roles. So we're saying the husband has a role to lead and the responsibility to, well, ultimately answer to his boss, yeah. <laughs> God, in terms of how well he did that. Yeah. And then the instruction there is you need to lead in a way where you're actually laying down your life. And then we're saying the wife basically has this role of supporting. So she is actually the support structure. And I love how in the context of how this word is used in that scripture in Ephesians, that support structure is actually um, used in other times uh, in a battle structure. Mm. So battle formation, you've got people aligning in a formation to attack an enemy. That's actually quite significant because if the formation is wrong, the the army is weak. Mm. And I think that's one of the biggest challenges is when we don't get this role thing right, we're weak as an army, as a front. Whereas it's a critical role for the wife to be that support structure of the husband being the head. It's like a head and a body. Like the head is only... Um, worth much because the neck turns it around. Yeah, that, that was in that, that movie. Great movie, that one. Yeah, yeah. So it's not saying one is more important than the other. It's just saying, hey, there are different roles that we each get to play. Mm. And how do we do that well? Now, can I ask you a question and just say, okay, so speak now to that wife who is sitting here listening and saying, well, that's okay for you to say that. But my husband, isn't a good leader. He isn't a born leader. I'm naturally more gifted and God has designed me this way. He's okay for me to to do that. Speak yep. to her. Yeah, I'm so glad you brought that up. What do you do as a wife if your husband is nowhere mm, <laughs> in terms exactly. of his leadership skills? <laughs> because let's be honest, leadership from a skill point of view and leading well is something that gets developed over time. Yeah. When I'm assigned a responsibility, but I don't have the skill, well, it doesn't negate my responsibility. Mm. I'm still responsible, yeah. which means now I need to go and upskill mm. in this area of leadership. In our world today, uh, the playing field is quite level for men and women from a career point of view. And quite often, women lead exceptionally well in their careers. And maybe there's a there's a husband that... Now, he, he just hasn't leaned into leadership the way his wife has. And that makes it quite difficult at home because the wife feels like she's a stronger and better leader, maybe better equipped. Mm. She should, should be leading this. And then the husband maybe, you know, he's happy with her to do that. Well, according to scripture and according to God, 
that doesn't actually negate his responsibility. Mm. But let's talk to the the husband maybe or the wife that doesn't possess the same leadership skill or ability um, but has a wife that does. Yeah. Nothing wrong with the leader to then assign leadership of certain areas to the person that's best equipped to do that. Mm. Here's an here's an example, actually um, a really recent one and a personal one. So uh, Al Ray and I, we um, recently dubbed Al Ray as our household manager. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. After a a long discussion, it, it may have become heated at some t- at some <laughs> at some stage. Um, we won't go there. We won't go there right now. Um, that's another session. But. Um, you know, we, we realize that a lot of frustrations and disappointments from a practical point of view in our relationship has come from the fact that I don't, in my mind, give the same time and energy and attention to making things better at home that she does. Because I'm focused on work and the things I'm doing that's not at home. When I'm at home and I'm not taking initiative on some of those things, she feels I'm not prioritizing that and she was expecting me to do more of that. Now, that doesn't mean I'm not contributing. I'm contributing in all areas, cooking, um, well, sharing the cooking responsibilities, sharing the cleaning responsibilities. But what we realized is I don't carry that mental load of thinking about the house Mm. and by simply appointing her, I mean, (laughs) we had this discussion, we came to this agreement, look, Alray, you're the best suited to run this as the manager and then you tell me what to do. And in that way, I'm following you, right? But that's a discussion that I initiated Mm. and I helped set up that structure because that structure is going to cause our family to flourish. Now, until I'd actually initiated that discussion, my role as the leader of the home, that area of our relationship wasn't flourishing. Right. Mm. So... Yes, you may be a wife that feels you've got better leadership skills than your husband. Well, how would you set your husband up to lead you well? Mm. How would you be that supportive person? Because I don't know about you, but I want to use something in the way that it was designed. As in, when God designed marriage a certain way, I think there's value in setting ourselves up that way. And we'll reap the rewards. Mm. And also that that just leads into something that I do say to the women at the weekend conference, and that is to encourage them if they are married to husbands who are naturally just more, I don't know, just, you know, not, not, your, not your classic A-type personality. You know, they're just more reserved, maybe more quiet, not so upfront. And I say to them too, just um, to, to, for them to think about, their role model in their life to go back and look at their husband and say, how many of your husbands had fathers who were incredible leaders with character and integrity and strength and really modeled that well? And when I ask that question, generally there's only about a quarter of the, the hands in the room that go up. And so I then say to the women, well, for those of you who didn't raise your hands, just imagine how difficult it is Every time you look in the eyes of your husband, know that you're looking into the eyes of a man who hasn't had it modeled to him. Mm. And that's not to give them an excuse not to, for their husbands not to lead, but for them to recognize that in order for their husbands to feel secure in that, then they need to be encouraged and 
empowered to do that. And so we can do, that's one of our roles as a supporter is to when we see our husbands taking those steps of leadership to really encourage them to keep on keeping on. Here's the key. You mentioned the word before, Ezer Gnechto, savior. The wife has a, 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 if I can use the word anointing, yeah. to actually redeem the mm. leadership capacity that a man was designed for. And so if as a wife you're giving him that opportunity and you're setting him up, you're redeeming that in yeah. him. You're setting him free to be a leader. And yes, sure, it may require some time and growth mm. for him to fully step up there. There's actually a great resource there. Um, uh, who wrote the book, Stepping Up? Was it Dennis? Oh, Dennis, Dennis, Dennis Rainey. Rainey. Yeah, Stepping yeah. Up Dennis. the courageous, courageous Manhood. Mm. Yeah, and that's a great book. So some men needs to learn how to step up, right, if we don't have that skill. But then also some wives need to learn how to step back well, I think rather than that is to almost draw out mm. that great potential that you see in your husband yeah. because it's there, it's created, it might be inert, yeah. but we have an opportunity as a wife to really encourage yeah. and draw that out of them. Encourage now, and, and, and sorry, Steve, um, uh, just hold that thought for a moment, but encourage, but also align and get behind and actually say, hey, you go, mm. you can do this. Mm. Oh, you believe me? I can mm. do this? Totally. And then that releases a husband to then become the leader he was meant to be. Mm. You had a thought there, Steve? Hmm. Yeah, I was just thinking of a quote, you know, it's been said that there is no greater arena than home where failure has more spectators. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. (laughs) And, you know, I'm thinking of, um, you know, many men, well, there's there's two types, there's more than two types of men, but in terms of people that I've spoken to, you know, some people are natural born leaders. Mm. You know, they just have those qualities. It's in their DNA. They have no trouble leading. And and maybe they're in a position where they lead at work. They've been trained uh, in whatever field they are. They can lead a team. Uh, you know, they can do all these things. And then they come home through the back door and, and I have no idea what's going on at home. I have no idea on how to lead, you know, this person that I'm married to or these, these kids that we're raising. And so what can happen is they try and because well, uh, well, someone who uh, maybe is not very good at it because it's a lot of men who, as Nikki said, they didn't have that modelled and so they don't feel like they have those skills or qualities to be a good leader. And so maybe they try at home and they sort of fail and they try again and they fail and they think, oh, this is too hard. No, I'm not good at this. So they give up. And that's a lot of the times where you know their wives can step in and say, well, I'm noticing a gap, so I'm just going to fill it. And so yep. that's that's what happens. So what we're talking about is is not necessarily a husband having to have all the qualities of 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 good leadership yep. that are maybe required in the corporate world. Yep. But at home it's more of a it's a personality of taking the initiative to lead my wife by loving her and serving her and laying down my life for her. Yep. Not easy things to do, but you don't have to have those leadership qualities that we're talking about, you know in other parts of the world to do that at home. You don't have to be a charismatic leader no. to have the role of being the leader of That's the right. household. Mm. Let's talk about a very practical one, finances. Mm. Okay, if you're the leader and you're responsible for the health of your finances, but between the two of you, you might not be the most financially literate. Does the husband have to lead in that space? No. Well, well let's put put it this way. Say... um. A husband may be married to a wife who is a you know qualified accountant. Um, he might not be that adept at finances. Oh, of course, he's not 
required to have to do all that sort of thing. She might be do the bookwork, she might do the budgeting, she might do all the accounts and that sort of thing. But I think the buck does have to, an analogy of the, <laughs> the, buck, the buck does have to stop with somebody. So, you know, to, to be watching, um, uh, checking in with her, oh, how are the finances going? How are we doing? How yep. are our material needs being met? It's been accountable to someone who yep. has to, take the lead and be in control, yep. doesn't mean they have to do it all. That's interesting because I heard that question differently. I heard you, I, I thought you said neither one of them were good with finances. So, oh, yeah. So therefore, should he take the leadership? Is that what oh, you said? Oh, well, th- that's not what I said, but how would you speak to that, though? Well, neither one of them, um, I would say rather than just... Go to um, CAP. <laughs> yeah, exactly. to do a budget. Exactly. Right, yeah. Promo for CAP. <laughs> no, but I would say rather than then um, just leave it and nobody do anything about it, the husband then still bears that responsibility yep. of leadership and that conversation may be, look, we both don't have skills in this area. Mm-hmm. Let's find someone who does. does. Let's go and talk to um, an accountant or yep. CAP, as you say, or someone that can. Yep. But he is initiating the conversation. He's yep. not just leaving it and being passive. And yep. again, that's a quality of a good leader, not that they have to be good at everything. No, they just yes. notice. But they can find people who are. Yeah, <laughs> totally. And so what I'm hearing from both these sides is, Ultimately, as a leader, the husband's responsible for making sure this this happens and this is taken care of, but he can follow in the area where the wife may be more talented mm. or have strengths. And I think there's this thing where if there's a bit of a, an insecurity around your own identity as a leader, you might not feel comfortable leaning into that space of mm. following because that means you're better than me or smarter than me. And, and now I'm inferior. Well, no, it just means you've got different skills. And that's where I like this idea where husbands and wives, well, contrary to popular belief of you complete me, <laughs> actually, no, you complement me. Yeah. Mm. And you bring certain strengths to this team mm-hmm. that I don't. Mm. And I bring certain strengths to this team that you don't. We have different roles, but in each of our strengths, we get to lead. Mm. But ultimately... And, and, and I think it's about initiating a discussion. Oh, absolutely. Mm. Right, right. Yeah. Because, um, again, thinking about the tension that Alra and I experienced at home about her seeing my approach to our house as me not being as, I guess, committed to that area, where I'm thinking, hey, I'm committed. I'm, I'm doing all these things. How much more would you want me to do? Where she was expecting, I want you to think about it the same way I do. Well, just by delegating that, you think about it, I'm here for you. I'm thinking about this, are you here for me? So we're letting each other lead in the different ways. On a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being I feel completely connected to my partner and 0 being I feel totally disconnected from my partner, where would you rate yourself right now? There's probably room for growth, right? Why not take some time and actively choose to take your relationship to a 10 by learning how to love and relate to one another on a deeper level. Spend one weekend with us and discover the keys to building intimacy, strengthening communication, handling life's pressures, embracing differences, fighting fair and working through conflict constructively and so much more. You'll laugh a lot, you'll rekindle romance, learn new skills and be better equipped to build a relationship that thrives. We can promise you it will be a weekend to remember. You may not reach a 10, but most couples leave on cloud nine. 
Join us on our next couples retreat. Register today at familylife.nz. We're all familiar with mentoring. It's all about sharing knowledge, skills, and personal experiences to guide another person towards reaching their full potential. It's about investing your time and talents to make a positive difference in the life of another. In a nutshell, it's discipleship at its best. Marriage mentoring is exactly the same, except you're doing it as a couple and you're doing it with a couple. At Family Life, we run an outstanding program to train you to be exceptional marriage mentors. We equip you in the art of asking skillful questions, which then help younger couples grow together and do marriage well. Become a marriage champion for others and register today for our online training at familylife.nz. And we're talking about husbands being the leader, wives being the supporter, but there's that word, that evil word, <laughs> submission. Ooh. Mm. Nikki, yeah. how do you speak to that? Yeah, I think a lot of people have a um, a false view or a misunderstanding about submission. And when we hear that word, we kind of go, oh, and it gets the heckles up. And I can understand why, because it has been abused in the past. Yep. But when I talk to wives about submission, I actually encourage them to change the language out and to merely look at it as relinquishing control. Relinquishing control. What, mm. what does that mean? Well, it means that I don't have to naturally be in control of everything. I, I think about in our own life, um, I used to look at home as an extension of who I was and I could easily move into control mode. And it, it came to head many times in our relationship where I would just assume control without having discussions with Andy first. And Andy would often just step back because he he would think, oh, I actually enjoyed doing it, but I didn't. It was just that, for example, Andy and I would talk about something and we would decide what he's going to do and what I'm going to do. And then I would wait for a while. And then if things weren't happening, I would then just step in and take over. I told you I was going to do it. You don't have to remind me every six months. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so he he then would graciously step back. And I remember it coming to a head once and saying, why can't you just do this? And him saying to me, honey, I, I, I'm happy to do this. He said, but I just assumed that you couldn't help yourself and you just had to take over. And I was like, no, but, but I recognized that it was because he wasn't doing things the way I wanted him to do it or in my time frame. Mm. And so I would then just step in and take control. Whereas I then had to sit back and say, what are the areas and have a conversation with Andy about what areas do I, did I need to relinquish control because it was actually his gifting in certain areas, not mm. mine. Okay. And so I would try and step in in areas that weren't my strength, mm. but because he wasn't doing it in the way that I would do it, I would pick up those reins and just couldn't help myself <laughs> until he had to point it out and say, honey, this isn't working for either one of us. You're getting stressed and and I'm being underutilized in certain areas. And yep. so it was a good conversation to have. Yep. Yep. But again, as you said before, it's noticing. And I think that's what a leader does. He's alert. He's noticing how things are operating in the marriage. He's, his eyes are open 360 degrees and he's saying, oh, this is an area could be functioning better. Let's have a conversation about this. Let's talk about who can do this better mm. and facilitating those conversations. Yeah, that's right. And, and you know, I, I love the 
the fact that you use that word in the way relinquishing control, mm. it's like um, it's not to say that the husband is better. In not fact, at all. Often he might not be better, but you actually don't get to choose who's the leader if you want to do marriage the way sort of, you know, God designed it. Mm. And I mean, that might be a, a difficult pull for some to swallow, but we want to just remind everyone that we're not saying leadership the way it's gone wrong in the past. No. We're saying leadership the way that's been demonstrated, which is actually laying down your life. Yeah. And also, I think one of the things, just to talk, take it back to my own relationship, one of the areas where Andy showed great leadership, and we can all do this in our roles of leadership, is to notice those people around you, look for the gold in them and help them grow. So, for example, Andy noticed things in me and he pushed me into the limelight. He pushed me to take up opportunities in speaking or developing my skills in other areas. I would have naturally probably just stepped back because... I didn't necessarily want to do it, but I had a husband who was like, no, come on, you've got potential here. You can step up. And so through and that. And today you're Nikki, Nikki Bray, the <laughs> lightning process <laughs> coach extraordinaire. Well, no, but it's just that, I mean, that's what a leader does. It encourages and it, yep. it, it grows people around them to reach their full potential. Yep. And we're committed to doing that. And, and, and husbands have a, a, a mandate on them to be able to do that for their wives and their children, whoever's in their household. I love that. So a wife can actually redeem her husband's leadership ability. And if a husband leads well, well, your wife actually gets to demonstrate and flourish and be the beauty that she was created to be. Absolutely. Because she's not having to carry your burden. Mm. That was never her burden to carry. No. So men, step up and carry your burden. <laughs> and women or ladies, give your husbands that encouragement he needs. Mm. Give him the support he needs to be the leader that God called him to be. And mm. remember that encouragement is like oxygen to the soul. Absolutely. Love it. We need yeah. it. Love it. So practical tip from you, Steve, have you got any more <laughs> up your sleeve? <laughs> Or have you shared them all already? <laughs> well, as we think of, you know, leadership, the, the sort of leadership that we're talking about is um, we are called as husbands to love our wife. Now, if I'm not leading in that area, if I'm not loving my wife, who else is going to do it? Well, I'm the only one in her life. I don't want somebody else doing that. So, you know, I need to take the initiative. I need to, as part of my role, is to... To, um, and, well, and she le- might go seeking love elsewhere. <laughs> <laughs> well, God <laughs> forbid not, that would happen. That. That's right. And that's why my role is so important, that I need to be doing that, that I need to be demonstrating love for her. And we share at the conference, Len and I have a, um, a little competition of being the first person to say I love you every day. I, I try and tell her every day that she's beautiful. I tell her every day that, that I love her. And we have a competition to be the first person to say that. Um, and it's easy for me Is there any to prizes say, up for grabs? And there's no prizes, <laughs> no, because otherwise we'd have a prize every day because, you know, we're, we're both doing it. But um, I actually find that easy to do, easy to say. But if I'm, if I'm saying that in the morning and then I, I go to work or I go about my day and I'm involved in all these sort of things and I'm not thinking of her, I'm not in, maybe including her in some things, I'm making decisions without her, she's not going to feel loved. So it's almost like part of my role is to not only tell her, because, you know, women just don't know by osmosis. I told you I loved you when we got married. If anything changes, you know, after 20 years, I'll let you know. That's not how it works. Yep. Um, you know, they need to, as part of uh, us loving our wives, we need to tell them, we need to show them, but also just um, showing appreciation 
too. Yeah. Uh, appreciating our wife as part of our uh, role in terms of a good, flourishing marriage. You're throwing out a bunch of soft words that typically does not relate <laughs> to leadership, you exactly. know, the conventional way it's talked about in the media. No. But it's the leadership that Jesus demonstrates and exactly. the leadership that he calls us to. And who wouldn't want to follow a leader like that? Mm. Yeah, we're talking about leading by loving. And when we talk about loving, we're talking about loving sacrificially, yes, which means giving up ourselves, putting them first. And now who wouldn't want to be a part of a so relationship for, like that? For men, Steve, that have grown up maybe under the strong boys don't cry, toughen up um, leadership maybe by their dads. Um, by the way, I don't think that's a great leadership style. <laughs> but it's, a, it's, a, it's a concept of being tough and being strong and oh, being yeah. the strongest and out there. Um, for for men, maybe what resource can you suggest for for men being a better leader, but being that leader that actually lays down his life? Have you got any resources? Oh, sure. In mind? No, that's a great question because that's one of the big dilemmas that we have as men. We're told to be strong. We're told to be tough. We're told to be macho. And then you, we get married, and we we our wives want us to be tender, and they want us to listen, and be loving, and comforting. We think, well, what am I supposed to be? Am I supposed to be this tough macho man, or am I supposed to be soft and tender? I can't match those two things up. And in terms of resources, yes, we do. We have a fantastic uh, resource available um, called Tender Warrior. Oh, figure it's a tender there, there warrior. You oh, there, you go. there you go. It's written by Stu Weber, who was a former Green Beret. So he uses, you know, he's a he's Ooh. a tough guy. He's been in the in the the thick of battle. So he's the sort of guy that you could drop into the middle of the bush anywhere in the world, sort of like a bear grills type of thing. Mm. And he mm-hmm. would not only survive, he'd be able to thrive and find his way out of that situation. But you could also put him in a a small group of men who are, you know, sharing emotionally their struggles and the challenges they're facing in their relationship. And he can uh, be tender in that environment. So he tells us, he, he, he's written this book called Tender Warrior mm-hmm. about how we can be that man at home. Yep. So really, really encouraging stuff. It's yep. a book I read a number of years ago, but yeah, a powerful book on how we can be a man at home. Yeah, it's good. And and the I guess the, the, the hope there is that we don't have to have it all figured out to be leaders. We've been given this role, grow into it. Grab hold of it. Mm. In fact, that's a book I've also um, read and highly recommend, Tender Warrior by Stu Weber. Uh, Nikki, what would you say to maybe the ladies in growing in their role mm. or responsibility? Yeah, I think um, one book I would recommend is by Shanti Felden called For Women Only. She mm. also does one called For Men Only, which was written by her husband. For Women Only? Yeah, For mm-hmm. Women Only and then there's For Men Only. Both great books, highly recommend them. But my own tip around this would be, it's simple, actually, is to I'm – I'm somebody who likes to – and it works in with me being a coach, but I'm big on questions. And mm. I think being curious in marriage is mm. really important. And so as we talk about the roles of husband and wife, I would say to wives, yes, we're called to support our husbands, we're called to respect them, and we're called to demonstrate love to them. And probably the, the best part of information I could give would be to say to them, ask them how you can do it well. So for example, if you don't know how to ask your husband, um, how can I support you? Then sit down and facilitate a conversation. How can I support you as a leader? What does, (laughs) if you're really brave, how have I disrespected you in the past? And how can I do a better job of respecting you? What does that look like? 
And don't retaliate when he gives you an answer. Well, that's the thing. If you ask the question, you've really got to zip it up and listen. Because, listen all you know, the way yeah, through. Yeah, totally. And uh-huh. how can I demonstrate love to you so yep. that you can become the leader that God created you to be? So just having those conversations. Yep. This has been a deep conversation. So can I, just before we wrap up, um, finish with one thing too. In, in terms of your re- relationship and your marriage and your uh, as a husband and wife, is to have, remember to have fun. Yeah. You know, have fun, be humorous. I've never, I don't think I've ever spoken to a woman who said something like, you know, I just think my husband makes me laugh too much. <laughs> I, I don't think people say that. And so, you know, sometimes we can get so caught up in the, uh, you know, marriage has its challenges, relationship, life has its challenges. And sometimes it's good, we need to work on those, but to pull back and just say, let's continue dating. We, we, regularly encourage people to date one another. Think about things that you did early on in your marriage that you enjoyed. Continue doing those things. Find some fun things. Nurture the friendship uh, around all these other challenges that are happening in our life. Um, Let's keep our relationship a priority and let's have some fun. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And and, and I would would encourage the, the guys out there that, you know, a mom is typically, you know, if you've got, if you've got kids, a mom is typically thinking about her children all the time. And so she's not necessarily thinking, hey, I need to arrange a babysitter so we can go on a date night. Mm. Men, take the initiative. Arrange the babysitter for her. She might not say that you need it, but boy, she would be thankful when you've taken that lead. Absolutely. You know, take that initiative. Don't assume to have it figured out. You don't have to know exactly what you're going to do to lead, but by simply saying something like, hey, um, honey, I think we... We need to talk about uh, family values. What is our vision or values as a family? That's a podcast in and of itself. <laughs> sure but, is. but just opening up that dialogue, yeah. that's you taking leadership. Totally. That's yeah. not you giving all the answers. It's just saying, let's talk about this. And as a woman, I can tell you, they are conversations that we want to have. We would welcome a husband to say, let's chat about our values. What do we want to instill in our kids? Who do we want to stand for? They're great ways of taking steps of leadership. Mm. Brilliant. So thank you, Nikki. Thank you, Steve. I know one of those topics, not a, not a light one, but hey, <laughs> who signed up for easy anyway? Exactly. That was great. <laughs> so um, just an encouragement to our husbands, to our wives, uh, you know, um, why don't you give God's design for marriage a try? Give mm. it a try. See if it works for you. See if uh, as a wife, you can grow into your role as a supporter and see if as a husband, you can grow into your role as a leader. Don't pull back because maybe you feel ill-equipped. Trust that God designed you for this. Go for it. So that concludes our two-part discussion on how to be effective in your role as a husband or wife. If you missed part one, make sure you go back and listen to it wherever you're listening to this podcast. You've been listening to the Family Life New Zealand podcast, where we believe that when people develop their relationship skills, their relationships flourish. If you found this conversation useful and want to help us reach more families, simply rate it, review it, and share it. We'll see you next time.